Welcome back, everybody. Lace them up back in the building. We in the studio about to chop it up. I'm Calvin. I'm Edwin. And we're going to just break down like we always do. What we do best, talk about the sport of boxing. It's a lot of things going on. Hey, y'all, we are six weeks, well, a little less than six weeks away from Mayweather Pacquiao. May 2nd at the MGM Grand. Can't wait for that. We'll get into that later. But we're going to go in and do what we do. Go in here, ring this bell, lace them up. So let's get busy. First of all, I want to give a special shout out to Mike Hollywood. He made it from Chicago, Illinois, as he recently announced that he would be on the Mayweather Pacquiao undercard. That's something that's very, very great for a local fighter. So um, all you Chicago people out there represent, you know, he um he brings it. So congrats to that man. Good luck May 2nd. Make Chicago proud, man. As long as you ain't fighting a Puerto Rican. I don't think he is, but hey. All right. Let's move on. Let's do it. Breaking news. Miguel Cotto has announced he will be back June 6th. He'll be fighting Cornelius K-9 Bundridge. But it's for um, Miguel Cotto's 160 title. We know um, Cornelius Bundridge, he has a title at 154, but it's only going to be for Cotto's. So um, the site is to be determined. It's going to be in New York, dude. Puerto Rico Part 2. I know that, but... I don't know if it's at the Barclays, Madison Square Garden. I don't know. But that's going to be Puerto Rican day there. Cotto going to get down there. Um, what's your take on this fight, man? Was this a smart move by Miguel Cotto? Or was it just a, a way of saying, I'm bored? I think it's a way for Cotto to say, I just signed a deal with Jay-Z. I just need to do a fight right now. And then we'll move on to the next guy. So I think that's what's happening. Yep. I think Cotto is going to fight Bundridge, who you can't say is a shit fighter. No, he's not. Can't say that. So, Mm-mm. I mean, the guy's fought some fights. So, That's I think good. this is a decent fight for now, just to kind of, you know, trickle his feet into the water. Yeah. Because he hasn't fought in a year, also. Maybe. Man, it's been that long? It's been a year. He fought Sergio Martinez in June, June 6th. Oh, my God. So, uh hey. Now that he's with Jay Z, there's gonna be more demands for you know two fights a year. Yeah, you know, so uh, I think he's playing it smart, man. I mean, let's think of this, uh, you know, wisely. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. if he's with Jay Z now, um, he's got a big promoter, lots of money, big time star power. You yeah. know, a lot of access to everything. So I mean, here's the deal, man. You got to fight Bundridge now, just kind of like you know take a fight for now to get warmed up. And then who do you go after? Like, if I'm Cotto, I think I would just bounce back down to 154. Yeah. Because I think there's some big money fights. If he fights Golovkin, it's going to be interesting. People are going to watch. It's a fight to put on the map, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But the money buildup is not going to be there like it It would if he went back down to 154. And with Jay-Z now, you know, he goes after people like Canelo. Yeah. You know, Land Lara, he can go down and beat up on, you know, Trout again. He can go beat up Timothy Bradley. You know, Keith Thurman can come up and get some if he wants some. Like, the sky's the limit at 154. It is. The welterweight, uh, you know, division is the plush division in the in the sport. So, right. I think you go up to 160, who do you got after uh, Golovkin? Man, really, honestly, 
There's nothing. Nobody. Chavez, I mean, do you want to fight no. that giant? No. I don't think he no. wants to go that route. No. So, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I mean, Cotto's best move is to stay within the 154-160 mark. Mm. Here's what I would do if I'm Cotto. I'd go down, beat the shit out of Canelo. Okay. Make mad money doing it because that's going to be a mega fight. I mean, that's going to be a big mega fight. That's Puerto Rico versus Mexico. Those are oh, always God. great fights. Yeah, so much. And two, uh, you know, I think Cotto is going to go down there and do work. So I think you put that fight up after Bundridge, right? Okay. Then after that, he's got another thing he can do. Well, guess what? If he beats Canelo, okay. he can just go and just beat the hell out of Golovkin after that, or he can fight someone else at 154. Hmm. It doesn't matter. And why not go after Golovkin? Let's say he vacates the belt now and goes down and fights Canelo, which is what I would do. Yeah. I would go fight Canelo first because Canelo's a monster. Canelo would be a good practice fight before you go fight Golovkin, right? Okay. So you go to war with Canelo. Golovkin's going to see that war on TV, and man, he the will. psychology he of that's going to be like, I want to do it, but can he do it? Yep. And, um, can and, he do it? And, and can he do it? You, you can know, he you... get in an all-out war like that? Have you I seen don't think it? so. Have you seen it? Everyone else been scared. I don't think so. Cotto ain't scared. Uh-uh. So I think, you know, no. I think if I'm Cotto, I'm going to go down, fight. I'm going to go fight Canelo. Okay. And then let me vacate the belt. That way, Golovkin has all the marbles. Right. Why not whoop Golovkin's ass when he has all four belts? Yeah, and I was reading up on... Um, and be unified. Middleweight world champion of the world. <laughs> and then dance some salsa after that. You know, I I, I think I was reading on... Um, <clears throat> when I, I don't know if it was on Fight Hype or... I can't remember, but... A lot of strategic moves, man. Yeah. They said that um, this that Cotto's plan is to after, um, fight K-9 for the 160 belt. And then... Is that the middleweight? And then he's gonna he's gonna drop that belt. Whether he you know well if he wins obviously he's gonna keep it. But he his intentions is to go back down to one fifty four, and he's gonna possibly stay there. Is no way that he's going back up to one sixty or even higher. So and I also saw, saw something saying that Triple G. It, this Triple is my G thing. said he come back down to 154. Thank you. I was and saying, he that's said that thing. on ESPN yes. on first take. Yeah. I've seen the clip. I yes. will play the clip. That's exactly Whatever. what he said. And, um, Let's do it. But, 154 is cool. But he, but that's what I'm saying. There's no excuse because he said he'll come down and wait to fight Mayweather. He said Mayweather he can. Or easy. He said easy. easy. Those were his words. Exactly. And honestly. He's not a big 160. He's, he's not going to get a Mayweather or a Pacquiao fight. Nah. So he'd get beat by Mayweather. It's no, it's no excuse if Cotto stays at one fifty four. There won't be no excuse for Triple G to come his butt down and mm-hmm. make that fight happen at Cotto's weight. Thank real you. Weight. If I say at his real, real weight. weight, you know. And if, if he's if he said it's easy, you no, know, we want to see what easy is. Because I, I mean, even with these last one sixty fights, I've yet to see Cotto actually hit one sixty anyway. He hasn't. He hasn't. The Martinez weigh-in, if I'm not mistaken, he was at 158 or, mm-hmm. you know, about a pound or two under. So, yeah. I mean, he's he he's at 154. He's, he is what I call the Floyd Mayweather of 160 pounds. Floyd is never, he's at 147. He is never in, nowhere near 147. Pacquiao is not nowhere near mm-hmm. 147. I would like to see the rematch. You know, if I recall... I when Manny fought, uh, I don't know if it was Margarito, Claudia, I don't know. This man was supposed to weigh at 150 
147 or 150. This man was 140 pounds. You know, he was like 10 pounds under what he was supposed to. So there's no way that Triple G can say, you know, well, I don't know if I can make weight. We heard you already say it would be easy. So there's no ducking and dodging. Now you open your mouth. Make your bed, you got to lay in it. Lay in it, dude. So and I think that's what Kodo's waiting for because for him it's like, dude, like you have nothing to fight for at one sixty right now, man. You just no. wanted that fourth title anyway in the fourth division. Yeah. So he got that. So I think go back down, man, and make some more money and retire and you know, mm-hmm. work on your promotional deal. Now that you're with Jay Z, you got more avenues for your promotions. Yep. You got a lot of things you could do with that. So yeah. I think Kodo's uh decision to go with Rock Nation and I think his fighting beautiful. decisions going forward are beautiful. Well calculated, good business moves. He's going out, you know, on a career high. He exactly. Can't, he can't go low now. No. I mean, it's just better for He's him. on his way out, so he knows it's time to stack yeah. this money before he go out. And I think Golovkin's actual real money fight is him versus Ward anyway. Yep. So, I mean, that's who I think is the fight for him. Mm-hmm. Whether that happens now, we'll see. Yep. So, hey, stay tuned. June 6th, return of Miguel Cotto, as he will be fighting Cornelius K-9 Bundridge. One thing I do have to ask K-9 is please don't do that barking shit. That shit's too old. Yeah, this dude barks. I don't know if you've seen this man. This man just barks. Yeah. He don't talk. He barks more than he talks. I know your nickname K9, but say who that because Miguel Cotto gonna shut it up. Anyway, recap of the premier boxing champions that were took on both NBC and Spike TV, which I really, I really enjoyed it for the most part. Um, Evan and I was talking about this, kind of gave a WWE feel yeah. of the entrance. That's one thing that I would highly recommend to change. Because Let them do their thing. Yeah, man. man. I mean, that was whole. That was like a WWE type entrance thing. That was and, worse than the UFC's entrances. Man. Yeah, and um, let's just stick to the basics. So, yeah, we're excited about this new trend in boxing, but when it comes to entrances and and stuff like that. Leave it to the basics, man. Um, Let them do their thing, man. Because um, the first person we're about to talk about, really, and, a- and Adrian Broner. He he defeated John Molina by unanimous decision. Whoop de do. Um, but what I say about Adrian Broner is Edwin even agreed. He didn't like the fact that Adrian Broner was too calm in his entrance, you know. And that's when Edwin pointed out, man. They, they they can't make this look staged, you know. That's not the Adrian Broner that I know. I had never seen him that tame. Like, I could tell he felt tame. I say Adrian Broner belongs on HBO cussing and saying yeah. the outlandish, stupid shit that he does <laughs> because that's what makes him visible to the world. Yeah. And then he gets that bravado of, like, I'm an asshole, but, hey, I'm going to kick your ass anyway because right. I can. And who's going to stop me? Yeah. So, really... That was just really too tame for me, man. Yeah, I mean, um, there was word via social media that Adrian Boner and Amir Khan has been taking shots at one another. Let's do it. Uh, that should have happened, like, what, four years ago? Yeah. I really... I, I would make that fight. You know, it, it seems that now, I mean... American is starting to get very annoying right now. Khan called out Bronner like four years ago. Bradley ducked him. I mean, can we just see one of these guys fight Khan already? So he can just shut up. So he can just shut the fuck up. <laughs> because this man has been... It seems like he just... He's like a cry for help. He needs somebody who's 
well known in the game. He like he needs help. He didn't get the Mayweather fight. He didn't get the Pacquiao fight. So now he's just well, looking for. What did he expect though? I don't understand. I don't know. I told you. How do you? I, I how told do you, you feel about entitled when you got KO'd by Danny Garcia yeah. to fight Mayweather, right? And then you fight two jalopies mm-hmm. after that. Like, come on, man. I really don't. I don't. I mean, these last two fights, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Good. But still, it's but like still, dude. you you can't go out here and expect. Don't expect shit. Exactly, and yeah, I don't. You know it. it Fight Adrian Broner or fight uh, Marcos Maidana. Fight Make Marcos Mayweather Maidana again. fight you. Exactly. And how do you do that is you score the numbers, man. Yep. You get the peoples. You beat the peoples that make you get the peoples. Yep. And that's when Mayweather and Pacquiao go, hmm, pay-per-view money. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's switch subjects on that because we don't want American. He's really not a big ticket seller, man. Not yet, but not he is. yet. I know, but I think it's those fights on PBC they're gonna make him a big ticket seller. Because whether you believe it or not, when you see here the numbers HBO does, let's just do this realistically. Okay. Here, okay? Uh, okay. The last fight that was fought by, uh, um, uh, let's see here. Who, let's get look, Klitschko. Let's go Klitschko. Okay. Fighting in Germany. Yeah. Okay. 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 HBO one. Maybe one million, one point four, one three, whatever in that range of whatever. That's maybe the most he got that day for that fight, right? Right. Then you pop it on Germany's TV stations, okay? Yeah. And you see that their viewership for that evening's boxing was at ten million viewers. There's a shitload of business to be done in Europe with boxing, but the way to make it happen is when you make them both collide together here, yeah. U.S. and Europe. Yeah. So I mean, Khan is actually a big ticket over there, dude. He is. You believe I understand it or that. Not. And the dude's making money, <clears throat> making the money, but he ain't making that U.S. money, and that's no. what he wants. He wants so, the U.S. money, man. So I'm just saying, dude. Dude's got a lot of, and Khan is dude. Um, he has a lot of prospects, and the fact that he's gonna be on PBC, NBC, mm-hmm. you know, CBS, Spike ESPN, TV. Spike TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's got all those ways for people to see him now. Yeah. So now when he starts showing that flash, that speed, that crazy shit, you're gonna be like, oh man, I want to see this guy again. Yeah. Um. Also, that was on that that um Adrian Broner card was. Keith Thurman, who defeated Robert Guerrero mm-hmm. in a unanimous decision yeah, as well. Man um that that was a good fight, man. I mean it it, it took Guerrero was flat. Yes. It, it 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 took a lot for me to say that Guerrero just was not there. He was just a name. Oh, he's there. Uh, but he was just a name. It's like I couldn't I, I don't know. I mean, it felt like he was the ghost. At the beginning, but was it because he did he get tired? Did he no. just got outsmarted, out outboxed? He, you know what happened to him? What? He fucked up. That's what he did. But he got excited, was expecting a war, and it didn't happen. And Thurman was getting him on the outside a little bit. But when they got to scrapping, I think Guerrero was winning the actual scrap of it. Part yeah, of it. he was. That tenth round was phenomenal. Oh my god, I was like, that could be like a round of the year. Round of the year, easy. But I mean, that's the Guerrero we like, and that's the mm-hmm. Guerrero that was not present. That Guerrero, see, that's what makes Guerrero elite, man. This guy has 
awesome ability to take the speed out of the game, man. Okay. And he totally didn't do it. Why? Because, one, he didn't utilize his jab. He even admitted this. He said, I, I, I didn't use my jab. Yeah, I'm like, where's this dude's jab at? I don't understand that. Why he Where was the jab? It. Okay, secondly, he uses the jab to pop you in a corner, and then he beats the shit out of you. Or he uses the jab to put you on the ropes, and then he beats the hell out of you, which mm-hmm. is what he did in the 10th round. And that's what you should have saw the whole fight and a Guerrero victory at that. Because who knows, Thurman wasn't going to take that. Thurman almost gave up in that round a little yeah, bit there. I saw that. So if you would have seen five or six first rounds like that from Guerrero, I think that fight had a different outcome. But that's a whole big what if. We'll yeah. see what happens. I just, next see, time. that's why I, uh, that's what he. I scratched my head about this man because he is good, and I know he is. And that's the same thing happened with Floyd Mayweather when he fought him. It's like he was expecting to go toe to toe, and he Robert Guerrero to me needs to realize that these people aren't going to go toe to toe with you, man. You need to go to the game. You need to think of another game plan. You need, like you said, utilize your jab. Utilize what you're known for. Because when you get that jab going, man, everything else is going to come into play, you know. And that's what we, like you said, that's what we saw in that 10th round against Keith Thurman. You know, if we would have saw five more rounds, of, like, before that, we would have had a different outcome, if you ask me. Who won the hearts and minds of the people that night? Guerrero, Guerrero did. Guerrero. So, I mean, Thurman just looked like he barely edged it out. I mean, even though he was dominating in his boxing, whatever, but I just think that wasn't the right Guerrero that night. But I'm not going to vouch for you to make excuses. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so well, what's next for Thurman, man, before we get off his sub- the subject of him? I don't see him fighting Pack or Mayweather. No, I don't think so either. I don't know what else. Hey, he might... He might have to go around for a Marcos Maidana type fight, too. I think Marcos Maidana would be uh, another easy fight for Thurman. I think I'd rather see him fight against Sean Porter mm. or, um, uh, you know, there's a whole plethora of guys out there that are in the 140, you know, seven range. Yeah. Tim Bradley be a good fight for him. Yeah. I want to see a game fight. Like, yeah. I want to yeah. see, like... I know what you mean, Because I know Bradley will scrap when he's got to, but I think Bradley is going to make do box, too. Yeah. So, I think... I want to see that kind of shit. I want to see him fight against some scientific fighters now. Yeah. Maybe go up against Khan. Khan would be a good fight with Thurman right now. That would be yes. a good tale. Of, that'd be like a Hearn Sugar kind of mm-hmm. fight. You know, them two yeah. dudes would be crafty enough with each other. And I think yeah. the power, the speed, that would make it very interesting. Yeah, but cool. Yeah, also, you know, um, part of the PBCs, we had um, Sean Porter who won by a knockout in the fifth round against a last-minute opponent, Eric Bone. Who I'd um, like to see again. Yeah, he was really good, but he said he was just a throw-in. Um, Let that kid train, right? Yeah, Andre Berto, he won via controversial stoppage in the sixth round. That was bullshit. And like I was telling Edwin, Chris Ariola won in a sloppy heavyweight fight. Like I, I didn't even know this man was supposed to be on the card, and that's bad. But first of all, Chris Ariola needs to get off whoever. The, like okay, first of all, Chris Ariola to me is with the wrong trainer. Okay, I love Henry Ramirez, but mm-hmm. I think Josecito Lopez and Andre Berto need to, I mean, Andre Berto. I think Chris Ariola and, and uh, Josecito Lopez need to get the fuck out of that camp already. Because mm-hmm. they're taking on losses that they should be winning. 
Yeah. You know, and that fight to me was a loss because it didn't build Chris Ariola as a boxer no, it anymore. Didn't, it just made him look like a journeyman guy that you'll yep. just run through to get where you need to go now, and that's not cool. Right. And he still has his own demons to face because until he beats Bermain Stavern, who to me is probably not the same either after fighting Dante Wilder. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't know, man. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff that just jacked everything up. But I think more, most importantly, I don't think Josecito Lopez or Bermain Stavern or Chris Ariola are done as nah. boxers. I think they all just need to find different camps. Yeah, you know, Ariola, in my opinion, needs to go with the guy who who's got better. I don't know skills, and will put him in a better diet and and nutrition and stuff. And I think that he should jump to a trainer. You know, for a guy of his size, maybe, you know, a nice uh, Freddie Roach, mm-hmm. that would be a good change for him. Yeah. Or a Robert Garcia would be a good change for him. I think Garcia him. would be good for him. That, you know, any of those kind of guys would be good for him because they're going to teach him some things that he doesn't know from Ramirez. And yeah. then Josecito Lopez needs to go on and, and get with some, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, Goosen's brother, maybe. Yeah. Who could knows? Could be. Yeah, um, okay, cool. Hey, Sergey Kovalev, John Pascal, that fight, that fight was somewhat good, man. It was good. It was real good. I, I like Pascal's. You know, he, he I like his momentum. You know, he, he had it in his mind that he can beat Kovalev. You know, and we all know who Kovalev, the Crusher. You know, he's, he's a monster, man. Like I, I can see this man taking over. Somewhat like taking a share of taking over boxing, man, as a as a name out there because this guy is exciting to watch. But that fight went the way that everybody that I thought was going to be planned anyway. Um, Colel coming out with the victory over a knockout. Do you think that was an early stoppage or was that just right on time? I think it was on time. Pabon's a good ref, man. Yeah, I but. I, well, yeah, I guess so because, I mean, it it felt like it was just. The, Do you think he was gonna recover? I, that's why I was gonna say, that weekend was just a just all these these stoppages were kind of questionable. Some of them were. Some of them were. Like but, the only one I find super questionable that I think was horseshit and garbage was Lopez getting yeah. stopped against um, yeah, Andre Berto. Berto. Yeah. Um. Because Berto was getting his ass whooped. And I think he was going to get gassed out anyway. That's what always happens to him. He was throwing wild punches, man. That's Berto was throwing wild punches that was gassing him out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would have gave Lopez another shot. You know, but... Lopez uh, just was taking a round off, basically, and he got a stoppage. I don't know, man. Because even with those knockdowns in that fight, he was still one shit. I don't know about this Pascal stoppage, though. Pascal stoppage was smart because Pascal's eyes weren't there. They were glossy? They were glossy. And he didn't want none, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, he was wobbly. He was real wobbly, dude. Hey. Also, Adonis Stevenson was at the fight. He's a pussy. But, but, look, look. He's a pussy. This is what I've heard. Show me. I've heard. I live in Missouri now. Show me. This man said he has, it's time he has to fight. Who do you think he is? Floyd Mayweather or something saying it's time to fight? Now he's saying he wants to fight Kovalev. Get through Bika first, dude, because Bika's no uh He ain't no pushover. No. 
So, hey, man, hey, you know how everybody's been waiting for a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight? Maybe we'll get a Stevenson-Kovalev. I'm sorry, hold on. I'm going to do Kovalev-Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Because before, it was Stevenson-Kovalev, but now, Kovalev on top, so. He got three belts. He just need one more for that puzzle. Yeah. So, hey, keep your fingers crossed for that fight, because that would be something I would really, really love to see. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to spend a couple minutes on the main event. Of the evening. I just got up. I had to get out of my seat and do a circle just now. Mayweather versus Pacquiao talk. That's right. This never gets old. The press conference was amazing. This is... I don't know if a lot of people noticed, but that was the very first time that they went in, like, actual, like, face-to-face. We all know how they met up. But that was the very first Mayweather-Pacquiao face-off. Man, when I saw that, I got goosebumps. It is finally here. The press conference went well. Everybody sounded like they were on the same page. Look, I'm going to tell you like this, Cal. I'm going to tell you like this. You can tell that shit was want. so big that I was working, providing <laughs> excellent customer service, yeah. <laughs> and watching that shit at the same time. Because I wasn't going to miss it. You could have fired me that day. I mean, damn. And, it, it, and, you know, it looked so smooth. You know, Bob Arum cracking jokes with Floyd. They all laughing. You know, this is a great thing for the sport, man. And I'm just so excited that it's finally happening. Um, both fighters have been tremendous at camps. Like, Edwin and I, we go back and forth. We all know I like Mayweather. We all know that he likes Pacquiao. But when they post their, their, their workouts online, I'm quick. The first thing I do, I show Edwin what Pacquiao's been doing. I'm like, God dang, this dude is ready. You know, Floyd over here chopping wood. You know, like, man, this dude is ready. Like, this is actually happening, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just very exciting. What do you think about Floyd chopping wood? I think he's going to slow himself down. Uh, You know, uh, I don't know, man. Ooh, man, the Filipino. Ooh, he's going to get in there and beat the shit out of this guy. I I don't know, man. Like, I I really think that, you know. Did you see him? Just look. Did you see him hitting the heavy bag? I, I when, know that. When Pacquiao hits the heavy bag, you hear, you hear, psh, like you hear the whole, like you hear if that shit's gonna break, like the next <laughs> ten hits. Okay. Hey, I, when Mayweather does it, this is what you hear. You hear nothing. This man was just marshmallow. Pegged. Look, look, marshmallow. Look, listen, shit. listen. Tell so me. you so, need that fucking wood chopping, Floyd. You need it. Keep chopping. No, hey, because you're gonna lose. When you I saw that, when I saw that. Well, when Manny was on that heavy bag, quote me. My wife can quote me on this. I showed her. I said, Jesus, look look at this. Man, this man is determined. Like, this dude was going fast. All you heard was boom, 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 boom. That motherfucker was like, he was hitting. I mean, man. that shit's going to break oh. in half after another couple days, man. Oh, man. I'm, but, I'm telling you. That's the difference. That's the difference in the power, dude. Okay? Floyd has to use marshmallow hands because he ain't got... Power. He relies on his marshmallow speed to get him out of everything. All right. So, since this is the first podcast after the announcement, really, I think, um, we're not going to break it down all the way. Nah, I just want to do little, little segments, little bits. So, today's little bits will be, what is the key factor for Floyd Mayweather? against Manny Pacquiao. And I'm going to let Edwin go ahead and kick this off. Edwin, what is the what will be Floyd's key factor on winning this fight? Okay. Well, 
We're gonna do both sides. I know we, you know, we're different. We're gonna do both sides. I spent all day yesterday, and I mean, you can ask my wife. Okay. Okay. And I watched seven fights all against uh, Southpaws. And I say seven fights, well, really, it was only like four, but I watched a couple more than once. So, the fight that caught my eye was. Jose Luis Castillo, number one. Okay. But he was not a softball. And the f- other fight they caught my eye was the fight against Zab Judah. Mm-hmm. Who is a softball? Who is a very good softball. Mm-hmm. Here's what I noticed. Okay. Okay. Zab exploited Floyd's defense at a lot of times in that fight. But Zab didn't have the stamina... Uh-huh. to do the things that he was doing the whole fight. So okay. that's why he lost. Okay. But Floyd uses phenomenal defense and his adaptation skills okay. to actually win. And that's usually how he wins. He's a good adapter. <clears throat> he can adapt to anything. He's a survivor in the ring. This dude is creme de la creme. I figured you out. It's over. Yeah. Game, set, match. Yeah. Key factor to this Pacquiao fight is is that Pacquiao is not your ordinary left-handed fighter. He's an elite, if iconic, one of, one of the best ever left-handed okay. fighters in yes, the game. Yes, absolutely. Okay? And Pacquiao has tangibles that a lot of people don't have. He has, uh, amongst the many, is killer speed. He has phenomenal footwork. And he also oh, has pretty damn good defense himself. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But the <clears throat> thing that's going to be the key factor for Floyd is is his secret weapon that he always uses in every fight, but no one really recognizes it because it's not a big kapoom punch. Okay. Okay. But it's his straight hand right, overhand straight right that he throws. Yeah. That punch has dominated Cotto, Canelo, everybody pretty much. Mm-hmm. He pops the jab in and hides that right right behind it and puts it right in your eyeball, and that's what he does. And I think against the Southpaw, that's his going to be his defense because Pacquiao is going to be leading with a punch. Yeah. You know, so that that's going to help. You know, it's going to be a good counter factor for mm-hmm. him. So I think if he throws a lot of that, he might get that knockout he wants. He might get a lot of things out of that fight yeah. from Pacquiao. But okay. it's just going to be, is he going to hit Pacquiao like that? Right. With the power it's going to take to knock him out. Okay. But that's my key factor for Floyd is just... We already know he's going to run. We already know he's got good defense. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do shits and giggles here. The, the yeah. key here is going to be the punching, and, and I think mm-hmm. his, he's going to have to throw a lot of right-handed punch. Okay, cool. All right. Um, I'll take the Pacquiao one, obviously. My key, my keys for Pacquiao for this fight would have to be uh, two things, really. I didn't say Pacquiao yet. Stamina. He has to stay... It's like a track meet. You know, you have to stay there neck and neck with this, with this with Floyd Mayweather when it comes to, to fights. You know, this man has unbelievable stamina. He got to be able to stay on the same pace as Floyd. I think if Manny stays on task with his with his um, stamina in this fight, he have a good chance. And two, Manny do not look to knock Floyd's head off. Don't do that. Because if you do, you're going to just get caught up too, man. I mean, just like everybody else, all other 47 people. So, 
attack the body more, then go. I to think the that's head. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just my that's basically my keys for Pacquiao, man. Just try to stay on stay up there with him in the stamina, and also don't look for Floyd's head, man, because that's where you get lost in the game and you end up like all the rest of the forty seven people. Yep. Now so, I'm gonna do my Pacquiao and you do your Mayweather. Yeah. All right. Here we you go. go. Right ahead. So my key factors for Pacquiao are very similar. That's why I mentioned the Luis Castillo fight. Okay. His training camp consisted of a shitload of body shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the key. I think that is the blueprint to be Mayweather's the body shots. Floyd is a grimacer. Floyd is a, a a little pussy. I mean, he doesn't get hit because he doesn't like to get hit. He doesn't like the way it feels. It hurts. He doesn't mm-hmm. like it. Right. So, you know, sometimes he gets popped and he smiles at you. When he's smiling at you, he it knows. Hurt. He knows it. It hurt. Mm-hmm. So when I see him smiling or grimacing, same thing with Adrian Bronner. When they do that chin shake, like, no, nah, you ain't hurt me. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You got hurt. That shit hurts. You just don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion... You know, Pacquiao, if he sticks to that game plan, when I seen Luis Castillo dig into Mayweather's body and hitting him and hurting him, Mayweather couldn't. He, there was nothing he could do to really defend right. that, but hold. But I mean, even then, he couldn't really do nothing. And this dude mm-hmm. was digging. Yeah. So I'm saying that is a key. Pacquiao needs to use his speed, his agility, his side to side movement, and clock that body. <clears throat> I mean, go hard. I mean, yeah. I'm talking rip that shit up like Ooh. you do that bag. And then, once Floyd's, what I noticed too is, is Castillo was awesome in that he knew when he was hitting that body that Floyd started dropping them hands, then he was hitting Floyd with flush punches to Mm -hmm. the face. So I think that is the key, man. Body, 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 face. Body, 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 face. I mean, it's going to be a beautiful day. I mean, you're going to see Mayweather hurting that night. I think you're going to see the greatest, most epic. This can't be boring. There's no way. There's no way. Floyd's speed Pacquiao can catch you. So it, he's Pacquiao's faster. If I had to put them in a race down going 40-yard dash, who you got? I'm going Pac-Man. Sorry. I don't think Floyd could beat Pac-Man in a 40-yard. In is, is it because you, because he's smaller? No. Well, come on, motherfucker. You were the, you were the smaller guy on the football <laughs> team, and you were the fastest motherfucker we had. <laughs> think about yeah. this. Yeah. Pacquiao is too fucking fast. I mean, yeah. even in the ring, he's faster. I've never seen Floyd do the shit he does mm-hmm. in the ring because he, he can't. Yeah. He's just uh, good at man. defense. All right. Now, give me your Mayweather. What do you got? My Mayweather key for this, the keys to the victory for this Mayweather Pacquiao fight for Mayweather is counter the shit out of Manny Pacquiao. Stay with that counter, man, because we all know. Let's take it back to um, Juan Manuel Marquez. Oh, here we go. You got dang on right. Two different powers. But listen to me, man. What is what what do Floyd Mayweather and and Juan Manuel Marquez have in common? They are both counter punchers. They're both gonna be but losses. They both Pat, counter yeah. punchers, which we all see that that Manny leaves himself open for counter punchers a lot. You know, so my that's my that's gonna basically be my key, man. I really don't have much to say about it because we all know, and the the, the counter punch, counter punching for Floyd. Is going to be the key to this victory, and don't get and don't get too comfortable like you do everybody else, man. I know you you one of the best to ever fight, but you can't do get too comfortable with this Manny Pacquiao, man. He ain't no uh, Canelo, he ain't no Robert Guerrero. He don't give up, you know. He ain't no Marcos Maidana. 
So he's got a country to fight for, for real. Key factors for that is the counter punch, counter punch, counter punch, and keep counter punching. And maybe, you know, you'll wear him down a little bit. So, hey, like I said, stay tuned. May 2nd, out of the century. Hey, before we get out of here, I'm going to um, shout out a couple upcoming fights. You know, March 28th, we got Kell Brook versus JoJo Dan. April 4th, Adonis Stevenson versus Sakio Bika. April 11th, we got Edwin's boy, Danny Garcia versus Mott Peterson. April 18th, Ruslan Provodnikov versus Lucas Matisse. That's the one I want to see. April 18th, also, Terrence Crawford returns. April 18th, we got Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus Von Farah, who's fighting out of Chicago. April 24th is in Chicago, Illinois, it's a part of PBC. It's Andre Darrow versus Badu Jack. That's April 24th. Hopefully, we'll be in the building for that. April 25th, Vladimir Klitschko versus Brian Jennings. We all know May 2nd, Mayweather Pacquiao. And May 9th will be Canelo versus Kirkland, a.k.a. Beast Mode. Hey, so we got a lot of good boxing fights coming up. And now, our one of our favorite segments is Final Words. Edwin, final words. Final words. We always make this sound like it's so sad. PBC on NBC seemed like it was a success, but it looked like WWE. (laughs) I'd like to see some more Al Heyman, you whore. You have all (laughs) the boxers. (laughs) <laughs> in your horde, uh, you know, I had to keep it to poetry. I don't know. That's why I got should be going. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, I don't know, man. Final words is you know I like seeing boxing back on network television. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think they have to refine it a little bit better than that. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like some shit out of WWE. I swear. Yeah. But I like the back screens. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to see their entourages, get more people in right. there, take that silly ramp shit out, yeah. and just make it for real the deal business, dude, mm-hmm. and just go hard, man. Right. Like, I want to see these dudes fighting for titles. This Lamont Peterson Garcia thing is not for a title. I'm not that excited. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for these other fights that are coming up. Canelo, Alvarez... Uh, you know, versus uh, Kirkland. Kirkland. I want to see Quillen Lee. I want to see a lot of these fights, so I'm kind of stoked. Right. Cool, man. Hey, you know what? I don't, my final words, I'm going to have to second what he said. Everything he said about the PBC, you know, it's just, just bring it back to reality, man, not WWE, you know, type stuff. You know, that ramp really made me feel like I was watching wrestling, so. Yeah, I think hyping up the fighters is them coming with the entourage. Yeah, that's even cooler. So, hey, well, that's a wrap, man. Thanks for joining us once again. Be sure to shop Amazon on the website of 1515 Ave. You know, we're affiliates with them. With that being said, good fight, good night. Oh, one more thing, Cal. One more? Yeah, we got to give a shout out to my boy's dad, R.I.P., rest in peace, who was, uh, you know, unfortunately he was killed, uh, you know, by a drunk moron in the car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I pray that that dumbass is brought to the utmost justice in his right. idiocy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I also want to, uh, you know, say, uh, send my condolences to the Hernandez family and, and yeah. his people's uh, yeah. 
sorry for your loss. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that too, man. I had a great aunt that passed away. She was 104 years old. Damn. You know, um, she passed away. Um, so rest in peace to her as well. Hey, don't drink and drive, man. It's, yeah, it's really not don't. worth it. You know, so hey, I'm Calvin. I'm Edwin. Good fight, good night. You know what to do. Have a good one.